Good morning, Alex and friends. I'm Grace. Today is Wednesday, January 31st, 2024, and you're listening to Alex's News. In Riverside, the mercury is set to peak at a pleasant 71.6 degrees with a mild low of 56.6 degrees today, providing a comfortable backdrop for the stories we are bringing to you. Coming up, the IRS is standing taller with an $80 billion boost aimed at clamping down on tax avoidance by the affluent. We'll delve into what this means for the tax landscape and how it could affect the nation's wealthiest individuals. In courtrooms, tech titan Elon Musk faces a notable setback as a Delaware judge orders the rescission of his staggering $55 billion compensation package. Details on the ruling and its implications for Musk and his business ventures await. Lastly, the future has edged closer as Neuralink heralds a monumental success with its latest brain implant securely in place within a human subject. Stay tuned for insights on how this advancement could pave the way for the era of mind-controlled technology. And our top story today focuses on a significant financial development involving the Internal Revenue Service. To help us unpack this situation, I'm joined by our news reporter Ethan. Ethan, the IRS has received a considerable sum of money. Can you tell us more about that? Indeed, Grace, it's a huge development. The IRS has been granted $80 billion, major news reported by both NPR and Wisconsin Public Radio. The funds are poised to revamp the agency and bolster its efforts in tax enforcement, particularly targeting wealthy tax dodgers. That's quite a hefty sum. What exactly is the IRS planning to do with these funds, Ethan? Well, Grace, a significant part of the focus is on reconstructing their enforcement strategies. The IRS has set sights on high-wealth individuals who owe back taxes, launching a high-risk list of around 1,600 millionaires and billionaires. A high-risk list. That sounds quite serious. Has the IRS made any progress with this strategy? They certainly have. The commissioner, Danny Werfel, mentioned that nearly $200 million in back taxes has been collected from these high rollers in just a few months. It's a clear sign that the IRS means business when it comes to collecting what's owed. And how are these efforts viewed in terms of restoring balance to the tax system? From what the IRS is projecting, it's about fairness. The goal is to even the playing field in tax compliance and make sure that the wealthy pay what's due. It's not just about chasing debt, it's about addressing both tax avoidance, which is reducing taxable income through legal means, and tax evasion, the illegal hiding of income. What about support for everyday taxpayers? Any improvements on that front? Yes, there's good news for the average Joe as well. The agency has increased the hiring of customer service representatives. These folks are meant to help taxpayers navigate their returns and expedite the processing of paper submissions, which many still rely on. I understand there's also something in the works that could change how we file taxes. Precisely. The IRS is testing a free direct e-filing system for tax returns. If implemented broadly, it could mean that taxpayers won't necessarily need third-party services to file their taxes, an initiative that's not without its critics, particularly from the tax preparation industry. This whole operation seems to be extensive. Are there other strategies the IRS is deploying to achieve their goals? They're employing quite the arsenal, Grace. This includes using advanced data analytics and technology to sniff out compliance issues amongst those with fat wallets, focusing on intensive collection cases, and zooming in on large partnerships to rectify reported discrepancies. Plus, 
there's a renewed emphasis on estate tax audits, which could affect individuals with significant assets. It sounds like significant changes are afoot at the IRS. Do you think these measures will have the intended effect? Time will tell, Grace, but the combination of funding, technology, and increased personnel suggests a formidable effort is underway to ensure tax laws are followed. This could be a turning point in how tax compliance is managed, particularly among the elite taxpayer brackets. Thank you for that comprehensive breakdown, Ethan. It will certainly be interesting to see how this pans out for the IRS and taxpayers alike. Always a pleasure to share the details, Grace. Stay with us for more news, as we have two more top stories coming up after the break. And now we have an update on a major legal battle involving one of the most high-profile CEOs in the world. Chloe, can you fill us in on what's happening with Elon Musk and Tesla? Absolutely, Grace. A Delaware judge has just issued a ruling against Elon Musk that could significantly impact the electric car mogul's pocket. The court has decided that Musk cannot hold onto a considerable compensation package that's reportedly worth more than $55 billion. That's a staggering sum. Can you give us some background on this lawsuit and what led up to this moment? Sure, Grace. This all started with a shareholder lawsuit filed five years ago. The shareholders accused Musk and Tesla's board of a breach of their duties which they claimed resulted in a waste of Tesla's assets. Their argument was that Musk's pay package was excessive, unfairly put together, and lacked transparency. They alleged that the compensation plan negotiations were a farce, basically insincerely conducted with directors, and the approval from shareholders was based on misleading information. So what was the defense's counterargument to these claims? The defense maintained that the pay plan underwent fair negotiations and received the green light from the shareholders. However, the judge wasn't convinced. Due to Musk's position as a controlling shareholder, the judge felt he should be held to a higher standard especially given the potential conflicts of interest. What does the judge's ruling entail exactly? The judge has determined that Musk and his legal team didn't manage to demonstrate that the compensation package was equitable, and he pointed out that the objectives Musk needed to fulfill to earn the compensation were not as challenging as they should have been. Consequently, the judge ruled in favor of the shareholders. The order is for the compensation plan to be rescinded or cancelled. And I understand there's a link between this ruling and Tesla's stock performance? That's correct. Following the news of the judge's decision, Tesla's stock dipped in after-hours trading. This signifies investors might be worried about the potential fallout from this legal defeat. It sounds like this could have far-reaching implications, not just for Musk, but for the company as a whole. Indeed, Grace, if upheld, the rescinding of Musk's pay package could force Tesla to redefine how it incentivizes its CEO. Plus, Musk's request for a new compensation plan that involves a sizable stake in the company could be seen in a new light after this ruling. And what are the options for Elon Musk moving forward? Is this ruling set in stone? Well, Grace, Musk and Tesla could certainly appeal the decision. Legal processes can take ample time, especially with appeals, so this may not be the final chapter in this saga. This is quite the development in the corporate world. Thank you for this thorough report, Chloe. My pleasure, Grace. It'll be interesting to see how it all unfolds. Here are some other headlines. In France, the political landscape is being challenged by protesting farmers who have turned field machinery into tools of dissent. The agricultural sector's grievances over insufficient pay, 
European Union regulations, and the competition from cheap imports have spilled onto the streets. Farmers have launched tractor convoys, converging on Paris and other pivotal cities, barricading routes with hay bales and timber. Prepared for an extended standoff, they've set up encampments, and in response, the French government has drafted 15,000 police officers, particularly around the capital, to prevent any attempts to breach the city. Demanding policy changes, fairer pricing, and protection from imports, these protests have gained international echoes, resonating with similar movements across Europe. The French government's proposed emergency aids and subsidy payouts have been deemed inadequate by the protesters, signaling the tensions are far from over. Across the Atlantic, the United States is carefully weighing its response to a fatal drone strike claimed to have killed three American service members and injured over 40. With President Biden vowing retaliation, the response remains uncertain, as options range from a direct strike on Iranian targets to more cautious actions against Iranian proxies. Congressional voices urge varied degrees of action while the Pentagon and the National Security Council continue to carefully strategize a response that may unfold in stages. Amidst these deliberations, a pause in hostilities by the Iranian-backed Iraqi militia Kataib Hezbollah leaves the U.S. in a precarious balancing act between a defensive posture and the risks of a broader conflict. Broadway star Chita Rivera, a legend of the stage and a pioneer for Latinas in the performing arts, has taken her final bow at 91. Rivera, remembered for her iconic roles in West Side Story, Chicago, and Kiss of the Spider Woman, leaves behind a legacy punctuated by Tony Wins, a triumphant return to the stage after a devastating accident, and a life steeped in theatrical excellence. With her recent passing, the curtain falls on a story that began as Anita in 1957 and continued through decades as a cultural touchstone. Tributes and memoirs speak to her profound influence as her family and the Broadway community prepare to honor her memory. Meanwhile, the political stage in Washington, D.C. is set for a possible impeachment drama, as House Republicans push forward with charges against Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas over his handling of the U.S. southern border. The GOP argues that Mayorkas' policies have exacerbated issues at the border, including surging migrant numbers and drug trafficking. With the articles of impeachment advancing in the House, and a Senate bipartisan deal on border security hanging in the balance. Immigration remains a hot spot in the political theater leading up to the 2024 elections. Finally, the relationship between Iran and the United States remains fraught with tensions resulting from a series of aggressive interactions. From the U.S. designating the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps a terrorist organization to the assassination of General Qasem Soleimani, the back and forth between the two nations has ratcheted up anxieties. The latest chapter sees the U.S. preparing a response to a deadly attack on a base in Jordan, linked to Iran-backed militants. While President Biden has signaled forthcoming reprisal, the specifics remain shrouded, as both nations navigate a complex and volatile geopolitical backdrop. For these and more updates, stay tuned. Ethan, we've got a development that sounds like it's straight out of a science fiction novel. Elon Musk's company Neuralink has been in the headlines with the significant strides they're making in brain-computer interfaces, or BCIs. They've just implanted the first device into a human, which is generating both excitement and concern.
Can you fill us in on the details? Absolutely, Grace. The device, named Telepathy, is a major breakthrough in BCI technology. It includes a thousand plus electrodes attached to 64 flexible threads that interface directly with the brain. What's impressive is that the initial success of this implant has shown promising neuron spike detection, which basically means the device can pick up the electrical activity in the brain. That's incredible, Ethan. So for someone who might not fully grasp what this implies, what does having these neuron spikes detected actually mean for the person with the implant? Well, it means that this individual could potentially use their thoughts to operate a computer or smartphone. The technology is aimed at helping those who are living with conditions like quadriplegia or ALS. It's essentially trying to restore some independence by granting them the ability to control devices without physical movement. What kind of reception has this announcement received, especially considering this is the first time such an implant has been placed in a human? It's a mixed bag, Grace. The potential applications for individuals with severe disabilities are being lauded, Imagine regaining the ability to communicate or control your environment with just your thoughts. However, Neuralink isn't without controversy, especially concerning their animal testing methods and the marketability of such claims. And critics are also worried about safety and regulatory issues. This is, after all, a device that gets surgically implanted into the human brain. With breakthroughs like these, there must be incredible positive implications, but I suspect there are also quite a few risks and challenges. That's correct. On one hand, we're talking about innovative treatments for disorders, potentially even telepathic communication, memory boosts, or enhanced learning capabilities. But invasive procedures like this come with risks, infection and physical damage, to name a few. And then there's the larger debate around ethical implications, like consent and autonomy, not to mention concerns about privacy, security, and potential misuse. These ethical debates, I imagine, get quite complex with technology that blurs the lines between human and machine. But what does it take for this to go from an experimental technology to something that's commonly used? A range of challenges need to be addressed, from the need for the device to be portable and affordable, to battery life for sustained use. More fundamentally, researchers also require a deeper understanding of the brain's principles to refine these interfaces. Acceptance in the community, socioeconomic factors, and ensuring these advances reflect human values will be key to widespread adoption. With everything on the table, how do you foresee the future for Neuralink's implant and BCIs in general? Considering the pace of technological advancement, Neuralink's success could be the catalyst for a new era of human capability enhancement. Ensuring safety, consent, and ethical standards will be as crucial as the technology itself. If addressed properly, the future looks promising, albeit not without significant hurdles to overcome. Thanks for that comprehensive overview, Ethan. It certainly appears that the implications of Neuralink's brain implant could be far-reaching, and it will be interesting to see how society chooses to address the various challenges that come with it. It's my pleasure, Grace. It's certainly a space to watch as it evolves. That's all we have for now. Today's episode was made by Alexander King with GPT-4 Turbo, GPT-3.5 Turbo, the Perplexity API, and the Google Cloud Text-to-Speech API. I hope you have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow, Alex.